Hello and welcome to episode number 93 of The Heart of Teaching. I'm Nathan Rivers, and today's episode is entitled The F-Bomb Kid. If you know anybody in the community that's making a difference, send us a DM on Instagram. We'll shout them out in an upcoming episode and explain their impact on the community. This week, we'd like to thank Chris Port for volunteering to coach football at Sentinel Secondary School in West Vancouver and at St. Thomas More Collegiate in Burnaby. Your time, knowledge, empathy, and support is greatly appreciated by all the athletes you have ever worked with. Thank you for all that you do. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. The link to do so is available in the episode description. The Heart of Teaching proudly supports Mom Stop the Harm. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to The Heart of Teaching. I'm Dave Ruzicki with my student producer and my great friend Nathan Rivers, and thanks for joining us. I've said it so many times before, but it's so true. Both of us, we appreciate your company. The one thing that I've learned as a teacher and a coach these many years is that we choose our response when we're dealing with our students and their challenges. Now, I've said this before, but it's so true. I wish I knew then what I know now. And sometimes, honestly, there really is no substitute for life experiences, especially when you're teaching. Case in point. I was coaching a while back with a a new program, a new school, and I, I was trying to establish myself and earn the respect of the students and athletes when one of the kids on that team dropped the F-bomb, and it was directed at me. Let me give you some more context. I was actually taking attendance before practice, and I questioned one of the athletes about his absence earlier in the week. And his reply, I don't need to practice every day. Well, my response, I said to him, I said, if you want to represent this team in the school, you'll need to be at practice every day. And then he looked at me, and then Several of his friends were around, and he muttered just loud enough for all of us, there's probably about 20 kids and myself, to hear. He goes, I said, I don't do Mondays. And he turned to one of his friends, and he goes, what an effing dick. And there goes the F-bomb. Now, honestly, earlier in my career, I would have yelled at him and removed him from the team. And I'm sure no one out there would have any problem with me doing that. And I've, I've done that before as a younger teacher, but not now. And there's that experience thing. I actually remember decades ago, I had a, a veteran principal tell me, and he gave me a great message. He said that uh, as a young teacher, youth and enthusiasm is no match for age and experience. The truth is, I never really got that until this very moment. Well, after the kid dropped that F-bomb, everyone went silent. And honestly, it was no longer just about him and I, but more importantly, it was about those other 20 kids. They were waiting to see how he was going to respond. Now remember, these kids don't know me. They don't know me very well. And I was also trying to establish myself and earn the respect. I had to try and earn it and not demand it. I paused and actually smirked and replied to that young man. I said, boy, do you keep saying the wrong things? And then I put the F-bomb back on him and gave him ownership. I informed him that I was going to give him three options. And they were the following. Option number one. If he wanted to compete and wear the jersey for the school, then he'd have to treat everyone in that program with respect, including myself. And he'd have to attend all the practice, including Mondays. And if he did that, that'd be awesome, and I'd support him. 
Option number two. If he didn't want a computer or wear the jersey and just wanted to hang out for a couple days with his friends and practice, you know what? He'd be welcome. But once again, he'd treat everyone in that program with respect, including myself. And again, that'd be awesome, and I'd support him. Option number three. Say he didn't want to practice, and he didn't want to participate, and he didn't want to be involved with anything related to this program, and it was no longer a fit, and for whatever reasons, he didn't like the program, and he didn't like me. You know what? That would be his decision. And I'd support him, but he could leave the program. And once again, all those other kids were listening, and you could hear a pin drop when I finished talking. I looked at the young man, and I said to him, I said, once again, I said, the choice is yours, and you'll make one of those three decisions. Then I took a deep breath, and I told the rest of the team to start running and warming up. Now, as we walked to the area we are going to you know, warm up, he started walking with his friends to the end of the field. And I asked him a simple question in, in front of his friends, in the majority of the team, actually. I said to him, I said, I asked him, I said, why are you afraid? And he kind of looked puzzled. And he shot back at me, and he goes, I'm not afraid of you. And I told him again, I said, that's not what I said. I asked him, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid of not being the best version of yourself you can be? You don't even know me, I said. And you dropped the F-bomb on me? And that's my first impression of you? And you don't get to have a redo on that one. I went on, I said, you're also one of the most talented athletes on this field. What's preventing you from wanting to be the best in the province? And why wouldn't you want to be the best? Then I looked at him and I said, I don't know what demons you're battling, but I'm not one of them. And I'm not your problem. But if you stick with this program, I could be your solution. Well, he stared at me and then he turned and he left the field. And at that moment, he chose option three. I was disappointed, but I was fine with his decision. Now, as I walked with the rest of the team to start the practice, interestingly enough, no one talked at all. And then one of the team members asked if he could ask me a personal question, which was what many of the kids were wondering. I said, yes, of course, depending on what the question was. And he asked me if I was super religious. And I actually started to laugh and I said, no. And I said, why would you ask that? And he said, because I never yelled back. And I never lost my cool. I kind of smiled at him and I asked him a question. I said, would yelling back at that particular athlete earn your respect? And his reply was, no, no way. And I said, then why would I want to do that? And then I said, it's not my style. And one of the kids chirped back as I was walking towards the end of the track. And he said to me, he goes, you know what, coach? I like your style. You know, at that moment, it was important that the other kids understood who I was as much as that young man who decided to drop that F-bomb on me. Well, the next day, to my surprise, the F-bomb kid showed up at practice. He never apologized, but he practiced and he kept himself in check with myself and with his teammates. In the meets that we had, he ran and he competed, and he made every practice, including the Mondays. And he was actually, honestly, very coachable, and, and you know what? He took direction really well. The interesting thing was that he never qualified for the, for the provincial championship. And his season ended with an outstanding performance and a personal best. But he was, a young, he was a young athlete. But his performance wasn't quite good enough to allow him to move on. Well, the following Monday, the practices were held for only the provincial qualifiers. When my friend, the F-Bond kid, walked onto the track. And I thought, oh my gosh, he didn't understand that he, he didn't qualify. And he actually didn't need to be here on, on that Monday. 
I told him that. And he smiled at me and he said, maybe he could help his teammates get faster. And he could start to work on being the best version of himself that he could. And you know what? That was his apology. And I was proud of him. You know, when we teach and we coach, we may not always make a difference. I know we try and we may not always win. But in this case, with this athlete, it sure felt like it. And you know what? It felt good. Just something for you all to reflect on. This is Dave Rizicki with Nathan Rivers. Thanks again for joining us, both of us. We'll be back next week. Hopefully you will too. So please take care, be well, and as always, peace. Peace.